just go out of my way, like, once a week to be like, oh, that's a good way we should, like, have a conversation to start, like, the recording. Mm. And then it's always gone. <laughs> it always eludes me when the moment strikes. Do you want me to go back to really terribly singing Hallelujah from Shrek? No. Oh. Hmm. I could. Nah, that's not what I was thinking of. It was... Ladies and future works <laughs> after the school for wayward nerds. The only podcast that took eight years off when Rachel died. From friends? Nah, fucking Nolan movies. Don't worry about it. My name is Toby DePaula, and this week I'm attempting to fix something. Uh, there's a certain woman in DC Comics who flies through space, who leaves a trail of light in her path, who throws energy blasts around, wears a pinky purple outfit, and her name starts with star and ends with fire. I will more times than not refer to this character as Starfire. Uh, that is a mistake. I am not thinking of Corey. I'm thinking of Carol. Yeah, because Carol's way better than Corey because Corey needs to get in her own lane. Oh, Alright, so I stuff up Star Sapphire's name almost every single time. And I aim to rectify this by studying the character and saying her name a bunch of times like a pink Bloody Mary from Beyond the Stars. Joining okay. me on this endeavor is producer Kyle. I don't have this issue because they don't pop up in regular conversation for me. Yes, we got that. I am prepared. Alright, so do you have any initial thoughts of this character? Like, She's very pink. She's very pink, yes. Um, Which is wrong because I have learnt star sapphires are blue. <laughs> they're, they're sapphires. I played the Pokemon game. I know what colour a sapphire is. And I watched that Trolls cartoon for girls when I was a child. Do you remember that one? Troll Dolls had a cartoon. And all that all their names were gemstones that were colour appropriate to their stupid hair. You know, you know How old are you? Old enough, baby. My older sister liked trolls. Yeah, but she liked the dolls. I'm talking about some crap that was on Cheese TV. That wasn't on my Cheese TV. Cheese your TV. So immediately I was hit with a little confusion beginning my study. Because a lot of the Origins coverage online focuses on Carol Ferris, and so will this episode. We will get there. But it's not how Star Sapphire began, no sir. In a case similar to how Alan Scott was a different kind of Green Lantern, and Jay Garrick was a different kind of Flash, there was also a Golden Age version of Star Sapphire. Of course there was. Because why would comics make it easy on this? This version's... Oh, this version first appeared in All Flash Quarterly in its 32nd issue in 1947. Uh, Robert Kanaya and Lee Elias introduced two new Flash villains to the issue in an attempt to get some eyes on the book, but they fell on deaf fears and it would end up being the final issue of All Flash Quarterly. Um, We've brought Robert Kanaya up before because he's the co-creator on many characters like Poison Ivy, Mm -hmm. Black Canary, Barry Allen's Flash, and The Suicide Squad. So he's, he's got good names under his belt. Well, Lee Elias drew the first appearance of the villain Eclipso, and this cool retro-looking comic I got a little distracted with it during my research called Beyond Mars. Mm-hmm. Very, like, golden agey classic sci-fi sort of thing. Very old school. Okay. All right, so in this issue, they introduced Fiddler. Oh, that's a... A villain issue. who uses a fiddle to hypnotize break objects and create musical barriers. It's a very Flash villain, isn't it? Yeah, but it's also a different issue. You can't... It's not an appropriate name. In the modern day, you can't have a villain named Fiddler. No, I'm pretty sure he appears in one of the CW shows, but he's a girl, yeah. Because representation's important, and women fiddle, not boys. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God, we need to move on real quick. Alright, so the second villain they put in this issue was a character named Star Sapphire. The Flash goes into a big eye thing and plops out on the other side in a coma... And then Star Sapphire, her sun comes into orbit, which means it's more of a moon than a sun, if you think about it. And it starts to stop the plants from making oxygen, so everyone is suffocating except for a nurse, who was really the Star Sapphire in disguise, and she reveals that the Flash's mind is actually in the seventh dimension, and while there he breaks, like, a bunch of her shit, and stops the evil, and truly vague plot. Golden Age, baby. What? I read it. This is exactly what happened, I'm telling you. It's old school Flash, has the hat. What? I told you, man. They weren't 
weren't even trying back then. Back then, children had didn't have a lot of time for comics. It was really important that they quickly um went and bought like ice cream for a penny and pushed a hoop down the street with a stick. No, they were not trying back then. I read it. <laughs> this is what I got from it. It was it was something. Alright, so that's the first appearance of Star Sapphire, and a good time for me to go into that little folder I made for you to get reactions on outfits, because she has, yeah, she has quite a few. You know why you need reactions on outfits? Because you can't get a reaction to that comics plotline. No, because I it just- It doesn't exist. No, I put you through the big stupid eye and gave you a coma. She looked like this. Not pink yet. But I can see where the star on, yeah. their, on their ring comes from. Right. You've got... Because I was thinking that during my research, compared to... You've got a long-sleeved booty short... Uh Uh-huh. It's a leotard. Leotard. Big collar. Evil Knievel style. I was going to go Snow White, but sure. She's wearing a tiara, but it looks like just a twinkle in this picture. Yeah, it's not great. (laughs) She's got a big yellow belt with just, like, a purple star on it. Yeah. And fishnets. Yeah, because while I was looking at all the different lanterns, I was thinking about how weird the Star Sapphire logo is in comparison to the other ones. Because, you know, it's always like a circle with like some sort of sigilly looking squiggle around yeah. it, and hers is just like a... Star. Yeah, it's a fucking star. Which makes sense, but it stands to reason that she's not necessarily part of that, or she was already existing before that group sort of happened. So Star Sapphire fell into the lanterns, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is pre-lanterns. This is pre-space. Oh. No. So, this is Golden Age, man. We didn't care about space travel yet. Banged. We, we weren't having some weird Russian-American space race that inspired an entire generation of people yet. Lovely. No, we're back here when Star Sapphire wasn't used much, and it did, and she didn't last long either. She didn't last long enough to get a human name. Oh, good. Um, she, was a, she was the self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed queen from the seventh dimension, and her schemes were shoddy to say the least, as you heard. Uh, the only other one was make the men on Earth invisible so the women will have to join her in the seventh dimension. She gets used like one more time, but it's used to explain her existence later on, so we'll cycle back around after I introduce some stuff. The hell were they doing back then? Do you remember those old days? Like, Batman had a gun and Superman, like, cared about the lower class and just beat up, like, shitty bosses. I have a list. This is, this is war propaganda days. This is back when, like, the human bullet was a relevant character. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's jump ahead to October 1959. Quite a ways now. Twilight Zone debuts this month. Uh, the first automatic space station showed humans what the dark side of the moon looked like for the first time this month. That's where they came Norm MacDonald gets born this month. Oh, nice. Right. But clearly, like... Due to the, you know, Twilight Zone and all the space shit, we are smack dab in the Silver Age of Comics. The sci-fi era. Uh, this month also gave us Showcase Issue 22, written by John Broom and drawn by Gil Kane. Uh, John gave us Elongated Man, Captain Boomerang, Detective Chimp, and pretty much any of the characters I mentioned in the rest of this segment. Nice. Detective Chimp, baby. I like a good Detective Chimp. <laughs> well, Gil Kane is like that too. Lots of mythology come from this issue that he did. Um, he also did The Atom, mm-hmm. Adam Warlock, and Iron Fist. He really likes Adam, doesn't he? The Atom. The small the small, yeah. small man. Yeah, I know, but... And Adam Warlock, who everyone will care about in, like, another month or two, because he's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I, I was making jokes about similar-sounding words. I was distracted as a kid. The cats are only affectionate and clingy. When we're trying to record. Or get ready in the morning. Hmm. Aren't they fascinated? Um, so stop me if you've heard this one. Okay. Okay. A peace officer from outer space named Abin Sir crash lands on Earth and uses his alien ring to find a worthy successor on the planet. Test pilot Hal Jordan is the oh, one... Oh, Green Lantern movie from 2011. 11. Think of that. Um, you, you went a lot probably closer than I was going to go. Um, so, yeah, he's chosen, and the ring takes him to Abinsur's, you know, side, and he agrees to take his place and fight for the cause of justice. Mm-hmm. We are now at, like, Green Lantern. 
territory. No more Alan Scott with his purple pants and big cape and not necessarily very green. So Showcase 22 had completely reset the Green Lantern mythology, and because it fleshed out its new character, Hal Jordan, it also features the first appearance of Carol Ferris. She is the focus here this week, so we'll follow her around for a little bit. She knew Hal Jordan from back when they were kids. Um, Her dad owned Ferris Aircraft, and his dad was one of their test pilots. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so they would hang out during family events and things like that. One of these Showcase events goes pear-shaped when Hal's father... A one Martin Jordan uh, finds himself having dire malfunction in dire malfunctions in his aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, he would he could crash land on the runway and receive aid, but risk harming the spectators. Or he could crash it in the nearby desert, protecting others, but at the cost of himself. Um, he chose the desert and passed away. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Hal had sort of become distant. And Carol Ferris, the owner, oh, sorry, Carl Ferris, the owner of the airfield, blamed himself. He fell into a depression, eventually got really sick, and he couldn't run his company anymore. I mean, yeah. So Carol had to give up her pilot dreams and run the company for her father. Yeah. Okay. So while getting herself acclimated to the role, um, they'd just bought another company, like a different airfield, and she saw that Hal Jordan was now on, on their roster. Yeah. Um, so they reconnected and began a will-they-won't-they kind of thing. She doesn't like to date co-workers. You're following, Te- you're following Carol so far. Technically co-worker. Technically. Oh. Her, her employee. Hmm. So it's fine. They're right. on different levels. Okay, so the Green Lantern situation begins for Hal, and that calls the attention of all sorts of alien escapades. One such alien group is the Zamorons. A very Amazonian group of females who I was surprised to learn were. Uh, Not themiscarans? No, no, they're the same species as the Guardians. Mm-hmm. You know, those little floaty Smurf dudes in the big red robes that yeah, tell all the Green Lanterns what to do and they suck and they fuck up everything they always do all the time. They're the Charles Xavier of DC Comics. Um, so the, the Zamorons reckon that love is stronger than willpower and women are stronger than men. So their queen says, hey, let's turn. Their famous Green Lanterns, um, Hal Jordan's love interest, into a Star Sapphire like us, and she'll fight him and prove that um that we're, we're yeah we're hot shit. We can kill their like fucking all star roster. Nice. All right. So poor Carol would become a femme fatale who is just kind of brainwashed and compelled by the Star Sapphire, slowly becoming more dark and murderous as it goes. Only she would only every time she would forget that she is a Star Sapphire. Because oh. it's more like a mind control thing. Right. However, a third tweak to the character is on the near horizon, and we'll change that too. Um, it's one of those character profiles, one of those ones where they keep retconning shit all the time. Yay! Our favourite ones to cover on the podcast, because they're really remember, easy to follow. Remember when we found out Black Canary just dimension hopped with no context or reason? She's just like, oh, I'm sad in this reality, I'm just going to ditch it. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you? I think, I think we concluded she took a bus. I don't, I don't know. So... Beginning as a weird dimensional hopping lunatic to this alien brainwash case, then to the classic Violet Light Lantern we know of today. But before going into that, I brought up the, origi- the original there. So let's check in on her. Remember how I said she had one more explanation appearance? Fishnet lady. Mm-hmm. See, she'd been lost to time by this point, but was still within the realms of canon, so she had to be addressed. So I want you to ask me, you know. She what- probably didn't have to be. Like, let's be honest, who was really following on well, from that story? Well, here, alright. Why was this missing Star Sapphire in the seventh dimension while an actual clan of Zamorons was in the space sector, you know, 1418? Mm-hmm. Ask me that. Why? Alright. Why? Well, why? I'll tell you why. You see, the Star Sapphire we met back in 1949 used to be part of the main group, and she was even their queen briefly, but she was deemed really unworthy, so they dumped her in some other dimension. That's rude. Now, she only shows up in the post-Golden Age to try to get Carol to sabotage the others, but obviously they didn't succeed. Bon voyage to her, I guess, never to be seen again. Aww. She was still just hanging out by herself in another dimension. She's fucking Dr. Robotnik at the end of the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Pretty much. <laughs> That's a bit sad. Yep. Alright, so, while we are in this uh, Silver Age, I have like a nice fan art here of the Star Sapphire outfit, because there's not a lot of good pictures of it online, frankly. But I like this one the best, I think. 
that's kind of cute. I like it because, you know, they're all aircraft-based and it's super stewardessy. Especially the hat. It is very stewardessy. You still have your big fancy collar. Mm-hmm. You still have a leotard. But it's like sexy stewardess. Hmm. I, I like that fit. That's probably my favourite of the bunch. It's pretty good. I don't <laughs> mind that one. There's one coming up that even makes me go, Jesus, don't objectify women that hard. Come on. Oh, you showed me that one. So, the next change for Star Sapphire was during Blackest Night, because Greenland is one of the most convoluted series I've ever read. I get a little lost here, okay? Yeah. Hal Jordan's hometown of Coast City explodes. He gets mad. He beats up the Guardians. He becomes evil. He became the Spectre. And then Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Syver decided Greenland's re... Like, they started a rebirth book. And mm. just reset the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because Jeff Johns is a big fan of Hal Jordan. Saw the state things. And you, like, you've gone crazy. Let's <laughs> things have gone so far off the fucking <laughs> rails. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they reset it, and this is the 2004 Green Lantern Rebirth, not to be confused with Green Lantern's Rebirth in 2016. There's an, a, there's like, an S in there because we like using the same name for all the different things. Well, they rebirth. They rebirthed everything at a certain point, not just Green Lantern and Flash. So sometime during all this shit, Carol had more or less fell out of the role. When she'd stopped loving Hal Jordan, the power dissipated, you know, because he'd become a lunatic villain and then a spirit of vengeance with a different love interest. He but, was off doing his own thing. They were on break! But yeah, but by this point in a rebirth world, we have gotten over their differences and things are more or less okay again. Unbeknownst to Miss Ferris, the Green Lantern characters were going through a change. It used to be there was... Green Lantern rings that were powered by the user's willpower, and Sinestro's yellow rings that were powered by fear. Fear. That's right. But things were expanding. Around this time, we saw a spectral rainbow introduced. Kaya hit them. Um, you've got willpower is green. Mm-hmm. Fear is yellow. Uh-huh. Love is violet. Mm-hmm. White is life. Mm-hmm. Black is death. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at your cup. Blue is... Is it orange greed? Green. Uh, orange is greed, yes. Um, I'm glad the colour blue gave you that clue somehow. How, how many have I got left? Uh, three. Violet is compassion. Not violet. Um, the other purple is compassion. Yep. Good work. Starting to get annoyed at you as a person. I'm a white lantern. Yeah, I know, but you should know me better. Oh, red, red is rage. Jesus Christ! And you still haven't got the blue one. Blue is not sadness. Blue is the color of my drink. Blue is the color of the sky. It starts with H. Happiness. Ends with R P E. Oh, it's O. There we go. Who is hope? That takes so long to work out the red one. <laughs> God damn it. I forgot the color. Red till I'm dead, baby. That's where I'm at. I'm white. All right, so all that's going on. While, while Carol Ferris is back on Earth doing normal pilot boss lady stuff, um, a power ring finds her. It's not necessarily one she recognized, but like I said, Star Sapphires and Xamarons set themselves up to be the Star Sapphire Corps. I'm really annoyed that you are more impressed that I could do that without like my phone or anything. Look- that was at top of my head. Yeah, yeah, you done good. Be impressed by my knowledge. Yeah, good work, baby. Okay, um... Don't, don't laugh <laughs> at me and be super condescending. That was a real skill. I haven't colour-coded them on my notes, so I would know which See? <laughs> I didn't colour-code them. And I don't even have your notes up in front of me because they're on the other laptop. Oh, I kind of thought maybe you would have. That's how you got them. Okay. No, so. I did that. I did that with my brain. You did that raw. Okay. So the Star Sapphires were building the Star Sapphire Core. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so Carol pops that sucker on and something different happened compared to her previous misadventures in the role. She remained sentient. Carol was still Carol, you know what I mean? There was a Jekyll, but she was still in control of Hyde and vice versa. They were the same person. Hmm. So the Queen of the Xamarons is like, damn, she can control the Predator. Alright, so now we've got to explain that a little. Yes, please. From what I can tell, because they don't explain it much, it's one of those unsolved mysteries. 
All the lands have an embodiment, like a big color-appropriate ghost. Oh, yeah, I know. All right. So the spirit that I am pretty sure usually lives... I think it lives in the big power batteries, but I could be wrong. Mostly I remember the Butcher from my time reading Red Lanterns. Parallax is the yellow one, and at any rate, Predator is the violet one. All right, I want you to imagine something. McDonald's is a planet, and the Golden Arches are the battery. The big power battery. So... These oh, big, McDonald's yeah, Monster? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that thing. Does that okay. make sense? That's how we're, that's how I'm explaining. They're it. they're a mascot, but a bad mascot. The mascot wants to eat all your. Hands. No, they're where the power comes from. McDonald's was nothing when it had that weird flat cheeseburger headed man. Listen to our back episodes about the history of McDonald's to uh, get it freshen up on that. Good though. You're cool. We can't make you do anything. All right. So, um, I can't believe they chose the name Predator for the love one. <laughs> There's, there's something horrible about it. It's a little that. on the nose. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because she's been able to tame the beast, Carol Ferris ends up becoming their queen and leader later on. Um, so let's talk about this version of the Star Sapphires as a group. Okay? So the Star Sapphires, they use Huey Lewis, the power of love, to you know patrol and protect the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Similar to the Green Lanterns doing shit with willpower. But while Green Lantern Corps used imprisonment and punishment, the Star Sapphires focus on forced rehabilitation. Um, they want to change the hearts of wrongdoers. It's a little bit indoctrinary, but hey, just don't piss them off, I guess. Don't join the cult. Mm-hmm. So the violins have similar power sets to the green and yellow ones. You know, we're talking flight, we're talking the ability to hang out in uninhabitable locations, like in outer space. Um, of course, they can do constructs. Not all of them can. That's the buildy stuff. Mm-hmm, they make a big thing out of the colour. Yeah. Okay, um, a unique ability they have is how they do that rehabilitation thing I mentioned. Um, they can they can encase a target in a big violet crystal and put the captive into a form of stasis that bombards their minds with thoughts of love. You know, imagine being stuck in a sensory deprivation tank and it just shouts at you, you fucking love Don't Hug Me, I'm scared. You fucking love cheeseburgers. You fucking love silly little references and things. What if you don't love swearing? Well, that's what my one would say, I think. Oh. Okay. So, they're more of a versatile kind of lantern as well. Green need to be willing. Red lanterns need to be pissed off about something. But the violet energy is love. So it could be, you know, you're fighting for your loved ones, or you're kicking ass on behalf of loved lost. You could you could love beating the piss out of someone, so and it would count. It's more of a broad construct. It is. It's broader than the other ones, which is good. You can sort of... Bend it to your will. Like love... Hmm. So, um, that versatility can also be a bit of a downside, though. Mm. Especially because they came from a bad guy, you know, past, mm-hmm. as far as the characters go. Because it's so randomly focused and controlling of its user for the most part, um, it can cost a bit of free will to use. You can become a stalker. Hell, if you're in a love triangle, you're likely to end up killing that competition or taking your love interest and popping them into one of those violet crystal stasises so you can just keep them forever and ever. But I mean, that kind of makes sense, because love makes you blind. Mm-hmm. And stupid. You become a loveful. Yeah, so you got to be careful. Um, now, they're a land corpse, so obviously they have an oath. There you go, it's the bottom bit. Oh, okay. For hearts long lost and full of fright... For those alone in blackest night, accept our ring and join our fight. Love conquers all with violet light. There you go. As my research continued, I was surprised at how little the Star Sapphires are actually utilised. When I started to expand my DC knowledge, it was during like the New 52 era, that was when I branched out from just Batman. And um, I was picking up whatever stuff. But around that time we are talking Green Lantern, Green Lantern Call... We're talking Greenland, New Guardians. Sinestro had his own series. Red Lanterns had their own series. Even fucking Laughley's got a title. The Orange Lanterns is one guy and they had a title. Yeah. You remember him, the little greedy goblin looking dude? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was a little spoiled and assumed all the different Lanterns would get a little more time in the sun than they actually do. Well, considering there's like seven squads. Look, we've there's a problem with Green Lanterns as a brand at this point. 
and I'm seeing it really hard in the current run of comics because they've downsized it to a single book. Yeah. But there's supposed to be two lanterns patrolling each sector, which is just space postcodes. Yeah. Or zip, no. Zip codes? What is the American one? Zip. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's supposed to be, like, two patrolling it, so you would have, like, two human ones patrolling the Earth area. But... They'd never remove or replace them when they replace them. So we've got fucking Hal Jordan's there. Alan Scott's there, but I don't know if he counts because he's like a weird magic one. Uh, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, Carl Rayner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz. And they're all still, in, like, they're still active. Yeah. So it becomes a very convoluted mess, and there isn't a lot of room to talk about other lanterns at this point. Yeah. Because we've got, like... It's like watching Home and Away with these people. We've got to cut to like three or four or five different plot lines every issue. Speaking of... I just want to see Jessica Cruz do cool shit. Can we go to Jessica Cruz plot final that isn't the... The Sugar Skull one. Sugar Skull one, please. Yeah. Just, you know, if you're listening to this and you know people... Fucking badge. My apologies to fans of squirrels. Not people that are fans of squirrel girls, though. They they also might read uh, Badge. I don't know. If you're reading, Maybe. if you're reading one of them, you should by rights be trying the other one at least once. Come on, yeah. depends how you feel. Mm. Depends why you're reading Squirrel Girl. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's an issue I personally have with the Greenland uh, series. I don't want any of them to get killed off, but I don't. I don't have a solution. But but because you're spending your time with all these different guys, you don't get to see much of the Anybody other ones else. anymore. Yeah. So, as it stands, here's pretty much every fucking story arc Star Sapphires as a group have played a role in. Mm -hmm. Alright. You got Sins of the Star Sapphires, obviously. Um, In this arc, they begin their recruiting and setting up to be a proper lantern call. You know, Sinestro's Yellow Lanterns were at the time beefing hard with the Greens and not doing much else. So, they managed to gather a couple of the female Yellow Lanterns, including Karu Sil, who was raised by animals like fucking Mowgli, but has a face like Molina from Mortal Kombat. Okay. All t- like, lots of exposed teeth. Right. Okay. Alright, um, and you've got Fatality, a warrior woman who had been a Green Lantern, who had been a Yellow Lantern, and is now a Violet Lantern. Look at her go. Um, I once saw her she's fight Bleed, so I actually knew that one. collecting all the rings. <laughs> Making her way downtown, getting them rainbows. Homeward bound. Gone yeah. and get a chili dog. Well, the whole thing about White Lanterns is mastery of all of them. Yeah. And I feel like she's the only one actively working towards that. Alright, so the Guardians, you know, them little floaty smurf dudes who suck ass, um, they're in charge of the Green Lanterns, you know, the willpower police. Um, and they go over to negotiate with these rapidly rising renegades, but to no avail. Uh, like most groups, they think willpower is dumb, and the Guardians are too detached from emotions to really give a shit about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, this arc is where Carol shows up in the um, Green Lantern Rebirth version before Blackest Night kicks off. Um... When Sinestro came back looking for some of his female followers, uh, the two groups begun having some color space brawl, which I always like to see. All the, all the big colors floating around in the black void of space makes for very good comic book art. It would. Mm-hmm. Until the Black Lanterns show up and the Violets and the Yellows have to put aside some differences to deal with the beginnings of the Blackest Night story arc. Mm. Um, because zombies don't feel much love, the Violets' method of changing hearts like Phantom Thief style just don't work. Um... So they get knocked about pretty hard and are more or less defeated. The remaining ones join all the colours for that big final hold-the-line defence against the Black Lanterns, you know, near the end when everyone got to have a ring on, and they selected Wonder Woman for theirs. She got to be a deputy for 24 hours. I mean, they, they seem to like women. Do you remember that bit? Like, Batman was a Sinestro. I think Lex Luthor was orange, because of course he fucking would. Greedy bitch. Flash was hope. You, you talk about it regularly. That's why we did all the little quizzes. Mm-hmm. We all found out which ring was ours. Yeah, it's appropriate. Um, it's appropriate for my research. So this arc doesn't have much for the Violet Land Corp because you know they pretty much got decimated right at the fucking start. Um, but it ends when Sinestro becomes a White Lantern, beginning the Brightest Day story arc. The next one. During Brightest Day, the Violet Corps main the core. I know I fuck that up like every time, but this is about learning how to say Star Sapphire. Not one fuck-up at a time. <laughs> Alright. So wait until next 
Wait till I'm trying to figure into, out. Like the army call. Yeah, when I start doing the origins of every single Green Lantern in the Green Lantern call. <laughs> Seven parts. Fuck me. Um, Kilowog's pretty good. Oh, Kilowog's fun. Yeah, he's, he's, I like his big funny pink face. And testicle guy. I don't know Greenland testicle guy very much. I'm a big fan of Zilius Zox, and I like to think they're from the same gonads. They might be brothers, I don't know. Um, That's a whole Baby Yoda problem again. Oh, yeah. So, most of their plot during this brightest day was just re-establishing themselves. You know, that Predator thing he got out, and for some reason was in Vegas. Um, so, <laughs> Carol helps them wrangle it back, but doesn't want to exploit it, putting it into the big lantern and forgetting that it's just a living thing. Her love for all things, including giant glowing monsters called the fucking Predator, inspires their queen. Agapo, her name was. Alright. And she's like, wow, Carol, you got heart, you got moxie, you lead the girls, and I'll go in the power battery and juice this thing up. That's... Okay. Yep. So now she's the entity, and Carol Ferris is the queen of stuff that fires. Yeah, but what's happening with Predator? It's just chilling in Vegas ever since. I don't know if it went back to Vegas. There's probably other space Vegases. Space Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the new the pre fifty two pretty much ends around here. There's like a Hawk Man and Hawk Girl helping them fight off, you know, Hawk people who are trying to get Zamoran crystals, and that's pretty much it until the new fifty two starts. Which I'm I'm glad to be on the other side of on my research because DC space is a complicated place full of big-ass words and context. I just don't have time and energy to explain it. Once the New 52 rolls around, they didn't have any major roles or arcs, just hanging around being space communes and teaming up with other groups now and then. Mm-hmm. Not, not a huge amount to it, but like I said, I kind of thought just... they'd be used more. Yeah. Last detail I always have to touch on when we do profile episodes, we got to go over some appearances outside of comics. This is where I come into play. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's look at some costumes as well. You're right, because you're here and I have to show you these things. I would appreciate okay, that. Okay, here's the one from, like, The Blackest Night that I that I think is a bit overkill. Um, Makes Vampirella's outfit look damn right charming. Underwear covers more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want me to explain it to the listener or just, you know? They can Google it, but it's mostly, like, the sides have fabric. They've only covered and they her just come tits around and the bits. nips. Yeah. I guess the boots don't show too much. If you don't want to see ankle, they've got you covered. But then they have one that's more like blacked out, like um, like the Green Lantern fucking outfits, which made more sense in the first place. Um, that's like the one on the pop vinyl sitting before you, but also the um, this one. Yeah, that's, that's a bit more of a morphy suit. It's a bit more lanterny, honestly. It's a bodysuit. Still got a big old tiara. It's purpley and pinkies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, she appeared in the iconic Tim vs. Justice League, voiced by Olivia Dabo, and she looked like Huntress, frankly. Yeah. You like that one? Yeah, she's good. Her, her boots come up to, like, her... Her ass. Yeah. I was trying to think of, like, what you would call that without calling it what you would call it. Okay. <laughs> um, Olivia Darbo also continued to voice Carol Ferris's character in the animated movies Green Lantern First Flight and Justice League Doom. Um, she did a few video games too, voicing her in that shitty Rise of the Manhunters game that I remember being on the Wii. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lego Batman Beyond Gotham. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Had all the different Lantern planets. She was in that. That makes sense, because, you know. Trey would know, I mean, White Collar would know Olivia's voice acting from Sonya in the 90s Mortal Kombat animated series. Huh? And I know her as Melanie from Batman Beyond, who is honestly the better ship. I know that's controversial, but she's like his Catwoman. It's great. Okay. Right. So Brave and the Bold had two voice actresses, Vicky Lewis as Star Sapphire and Rachel Quaintance as Carol. Uh, Vicky was also the Wonder Woman in that show, whereas Rachel was also credited for computer voice and voice. Huh. Very vague. That's, that's a lot to go on. Mm-hmm. And then you got Jennifer Happel, who voiced her in the CGI Green Lantern series, the White Collar says is really good. Um, she's in almost 500 things to date, so crediting her is hard, but she's the female shepherd in Mass Effect. She's Sam in Totally Spies. 
She's the new Bayonetta after the previous one lied about her payments for the role, tried to boycott the game, and then supported anti-abortions in the span of like a fucking week. Yeah. A big week. I'm pretty sure we spoke about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the angry little Carol Ferris in the DC Superheroes Girl, Superhero Girl, sorry, is the same as the one in Young Justice, Carrie Walgreen, and she looked like this. Um, she's very... Pissy? Preppy princess. Yeah, she's prom queen, but she's very pissed off. Yes. It's a grouchy diversion. I, I like that one, that's fine. Um, um, I know Carrie Walgreen, or Walgreen, um, as Valma Green, the Spider Queen. From Billy and Mandy. Oh, um, yeah. But Kaya may know her as maybe the underage Swiss girl in Archer. No. No? What about Jessica in Rick and Morty? No. How about the woman in Paper Man? She d- doesn't talk. Greater than. Maybe she makes a grunt or something. But I thought that one would maybe blow your hair back a little. Okay. You're more just confused. She doesn't talk. She's credited. Maybe she was the, like... If there's a sequel, I don't know about it. No, I'm just no, telling no, you no. facts. Maybe she was, like, the the real-life inspiration for the drawing or something. Mm-hmm. That's for you to figure out. I don't know. That's weird. I just saw the thing you like, so I made sure to mention. We like that thing. We had it at our weddings. All right, so we have the live-action version. Played by Blake Lively, <laughs> who played Carol Ferris in the famous Ryan Reynolds comic book movie. Great that legends. he is trying to not credit. Mm. It's, uh, it's it's being wiped off the internet. It's on the Carol Ferris wiki page, but it's not on the Star Sapphire's wiki page, yeah. which I think is bias because they credited other versions of just Carol Ferris on that fucking page. I think they're trying to ignore that movie. Definitely. Whoever wrote it was like, nah. Which is why it's always important to double check your internet research. And um, that just about leaves us at homework questions. So do you have any closing thoughts about the Star Sapphires? Um, I don't really know if they're going about their mission the correct way. Mm-hmm. Like, love, love and hate are on a very like fine line, so I kind of get them being a bit... Aggressive about their... Yeah. About their attitudes. But at the same time, like... It also makes a lot of sense because they spent more time evil than good so far. Yeah, I suppose. It's very femme fatale. But the the lanterns... This is an in-general comment. Mm. There is so much that you could do with them. That, like, you have to be mad at DC for not using them to their fullest potential. I think, I think every version of a Lantern Corps is trying to do the right thing in their own sort of way, especially in like the New Fifty Two sort of uh, anything after Green Lantern Rebirth, frankly, because the Green Lanterns are trying to protect everything like a police force using their willpower. Um, I guess Orange is the exception here, but like yeah, but the mean- Pink Lanterns are doing the same thing. Well, the Violet Lanterns, are, and even the even like the Rage ones in the New Fifty Two were. Brutal vengeance. Like, they were still technically yeah, were doing the same thing. Guys. Yeah. So they're all kind of in the same wheelhouse. It's just these ones are a bit more dangerous stalkery about it. No, but, like, I just mean, like, I don't think DC is using them to the best of their ability. Yeah, I would... Like, you've created a thing that, like, sure, everyone at every comic book store has sat there and bought a Green Lantern ring or, like, the full set of rings. You go to when you see I think we've got, like, like, four or five. I have four or five reds. I have one pink. But I have that box that has all of them as well. We've got a couple of sets because we used to buy them and, like, hand them out to the kids. Yeah. But, like, you could really, like, market the Green Lanterns. Mm. Yeah, you would think in an age of comics that appeal to not just boys but girls and everything in between... You would expect DC to utilize their already established brigade of space Amazonians fighting for fucking girl power and love. Correct. Right? No, I agree with you. Like, the merchandising of it just doesn't make sense to me as a whole. Hmm. Like, Laughley's got a book before these assholes? Are you kidding me? All he does is hoard shit. But, like, I understand that the movie did really poorly, but, like, 
Really? You're just going to give up at that stage? I'm going to have to rewatch it because I don't remember being that fucked. I just think it's become like a overhate thing. But that's like the an thing. Like, you the could opposite. do a TV series and each episode follows a different pool. Hmm. Well, the CGI one barely used it either. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like Untapped there's market so right much there. more you could do with yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Um, my other final thought was that sapphires are fucking blue. Yeah. Have you already covered that? So you, we've done good. We've ticked all my boxes. But I mean, you can get other gemstones that are like, like you can get a yellow diamond. Yeah, I know that. Diamonds yeah. are just white. So maybe you can get a pink sapphire? I'll, I'll check. But, but star, a star sapphire a specifically star sapphire is a specific, specific kind, yeah. Like, yeah. They're very pretty. I'll give you that. You can get, you can get pink sapphires, I think. But is is a sapphire not a cut of a gemstone as well? I don't think so. I think they a all solitaries. are, which is so dumb. I think emerald is a type of cut as well. Emerald is a square like that. Yeah, but emeralds are also the green one. Yes, but emeralds come in different colors than just green. That's what I'm saying. It's all fucked. Sapphires. The whole are- system's broke. Sapphires are the gemstone of September. Oh, yeah? Hence my knowledge on them. Okay, well, I'm going to look up Sapphire. In case you wanted to uh, send me a gift. I'm going to try and find that Trolls anime. Sapphire was the blue one. Um, she had glasses. Big old feet. Uh, yeah, kind of dresses like you, but blue and pink. I have never seen that before. What? Gonna, all right, it looks we'll like a bubblegum on steroids. Get excited for us to cover this shit at some point, because Trey remembers it. He knows where the keys are. I've maybe seen a doll of them once. Alright, well that's... But that's, I have no record. It was in the, hey, everyone's buying Bratz, let's do Bratz. Kind of oh, see, I was too old for Bratz. I was aware of it. Like, I'm not going to... Wa- you you weren't going out and buying Bratz every weekend? No, no, really, no. Really, that surprises me. Look, here's the thing, bitch. It starts off, you watch Pokemon on Chase TV before school, okay? Yes. You get older and you mature and you're not supposed to like cartoons anymore. But the other option is the fucking news and, like, morning news, so it's not even real shit. So it's like, well, I guess I'm just going to keep watching cartoons because fuck me if I want to deal with the real world right now. Yeah. Do I have arrested development or is there just not enough teen shows in the morning? It's because teenagers aren't supposed to watch shows in the morning. They're supposed to be sleeping or at school. You ready for homework? Yeah. All right. So, not really, but we're going to go for it anyway. So I, I went with just a like a just a big trio thing where I was to pick a candidate. Yeah, you made it really easy. Yeah, I, I wanted a candidate for the Star Sapphires from Marvel, mm-hmm. from just film in general, mm-hmm. and from just cartoons in general. Mm-hmm. Did you have any? I gave you, like, a pre-warning, because I knew this one was a fucking nightmare. Even I spent forever on it. Yeah, but it's been a really, hard, like, busy day. This is the most I've sat down and not done stuff all day. So, my cartoon, uh-huh. my immediate thoughts, uh-huh. and I understand, doesn't really fit majority of the criteria. Pippi Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> because you cannot tell me. His love conquers all. You cannot tell me that that man... Does not use love to get through <laughs> he will not, every situation. He will not take no for an answer. <laughs> I'm glad you picked someone that I didn't pick because I thought that maybe you would no, fucking li- steal this literally one. Literally straight away, I was like, Pepe, Pepe. No, that's a good answer. I went with Mabel Pines, who only exists to love shit. Every episode, she is either chasing boys for love, protecting or caring about her brother and grunkle and family in general for love. She hassles Cupid. This is this is all very true. Everything she does is, yeah, love, and often it's to like, often it causes dramas. And technically, she's the biggest fucking villain of the show. Mm. But she's a big old heart. So I, I I thought maybe you would have said her as well, and ladies like, and gentlemen. You that. didn't see the twinkle in his eye when I said Peppy Lupi. I was like, oh. <laughs> You know how hard I was trying to stay out of Disney? Because I'm like, any one of these is definitely going to pick. Yeah. All right. Well, did you have a, um, a Marvel character? I didn't realize how kind of soulless the women in Marvel comics were until I tried to answer this. It is a problem. Yeah. 
Um, also, I don't really like... Te- technically, technically, mm-hmm. you didn't say that it had to be Marvel Comics. No, I don't give a shit. Just Marvel. So I'm going to go with a movie Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Black Widow. Really? Ah. Would she not see, be yellow? No. You say this, but in her final film, mm-hmm. she is willing to sacrifice her own life for the things that she loves mm-hmm. by jumping off the mountain. Okay. Because, despite how terribly she's been treated for an entire life, she has love for Hawkeye, who saved her from the Red Room. Mm-hmm. She has love for Winter Soldier, because there's a whole thing there. Look into it. But she doesn't want the people she loved of Earth. For a bit. She did love Daredevil. She doesn't want the people of Earth to live in a world where. They don't get to live their lives to its fullest thing, and that's part of that is love. And so she's willing to kill herself in the name of love. Okay, cool. cool. Or Electra, because the costumes kind of cross over. <laughs> that was my like sookie answer. Yeah. Well, my sookie answer was going to be Miss Marvel, um, the um Camilla Khan one, because her love for the fucking Marvel universe <laughs> is her entire fucking personality. But luckily, I found a better answer, so check it out. Enchantress. Not the wiggly one from Suicide Squad. The Thor villain. Okay. Her love and obsession with Thor is one of her main sort of characteristics. Mm -hmm. Always trying to get his attention for one way or another. Kind of Loki style. Um, She's also a manipulator of others, similar to the way Loki does that stuff. So a Violet Lantern's method of reconditioning through love might be, you know, up her alley as well. Yeah. Makes sense. Fits. Mm-hmm. Love is a dagger and all. Uh-huh. Now, movie character. Turned out that one was tricky. Because there's, like, a whole bunch of movies out there. Yes. Yes. Do you have one? Look, I've gone first for the last two options. I really think it's your turn to uh, take one for the team. Well, I had a wander around looking at Netflix and just my movie shelves in general. I wanted to stick with females because... Even though I've seen John Stewart in the costume, I mean it's I a predominantly I female suit uh, group. Yeah. Okay. So I tried to think of a woman, which is why I did not pick uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, who loves any woman who's just in his vicinity. <laughs> just saying. Not wrong, but the entities, ouch. the predator. He is a predator in the name of love. Let's be realistic here. He smacked that woman's head against a wall. For love, so he could... Or maybe to eat her. He never tried to have sex with her. He'd be loving. There's He's no got a big old heart, but no, nah, man, I picked a woman from film with a big old heart in her big old chest. Someone who loved her man so strongly that she stopped at absolutely nothing to bring him back to her. She bribed police. She killed said police. She learnt voodoo. Okay. This is a woman who loved him and their babies regardless of the baby's gender identity and sociopathic tendencies. This is a woman who loved a lady so much she cut her arms and legs off so she could never leave. And I was kind of like, oh my god, that's a little far. Tiffany Valentine knows great love and deserves a ring. Whoa. Hey man, Star Sapphires have killed before. She's She'll fit right in. I mean... Am I not making a compelling enough argument? I think that's the problem. I win. I win movies. Yeah, I think I have to give you that one. Um. What I no. It's hard, huh? For a lot what of Disney princess does the most for like loving and stuff? Ariel? Yeah, I was thinking that too, actually. I'm not going to lie. Because she does all of her creepy shit in the name of love. And that's stalkery love, too. She doesn't know that guy. Yeah, it's a little gross. Again, very predatory. I like it. <laughs> or mm-hmm. Anna. From Frozen. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I saw the second one and told you the ending five minutes in by accident. Yeah, but she's, she's willing to marry a man that she just met. Despite her sister telling her that's probably a stupid idea. See the one with the reindeer or the 
one with the white suit. The white suit dude. Oh, he was a baddie. The sandwich dude. What? They finish each other's sandwiches. I don't fucking know. Again, I watched the second one and said, oh, the thing's going to break or whatever. I forget. So I found out what we're doing this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck you, man. I'm watching all the, like, Clarence and shit. I'm hanging out. <laughs> Alright. Good homework. Good topic. Maybe. I hope that there will be more for us to add to this. I would like to do a sequel, because I would like to see more of the, you know, the emotional spectrum used. Mm. I know, like, Blackest Night and Brightest Day and all that stuff was long and convoluted and too many tie-in books, so I can see why the world needed a break, and then the movie came out, and DC's like, eh, we're just, we're, just, we're going to focus on Green Arrow instead for a little, <laughs> okay? But Green Arrow is going to heavily borrow from Batman. At any rate, I, when are we due for, like, a bit of a resurgence? Now. Hmm. There you go. Now is a good time. It is currently the blackest night, and we are waiting for the brightest day. And that's the truth. And on that note... I have been your co-host. Me. Uh-huh. And I have been your host, Toby Devola. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, do all those magical things, listen to back episodes, and um, make sure to stay tuned for next week for our Christmas finale for... 2022? Yep. That's the year. Yeah, it took me a second. Yeah, yep. Good stuff, huh? There we go. Thanksgiving's coming on the 4th of July in the form of a girl with a needle in her eye. Class dismissed. Wednesday's child is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs>